Welcome back, everybody, to the Shoots and Ladders slash Heels Rewatch podcast that we are doing. We'll probably have a new name by the time we have the next podcast, right, Jen? It's very possible. Very possible. Probably a new feed, too. Very possible. Like a new channel? Yeah. Yeah, probably a new channel. Just so this way this gets its own thing and we can get back I to it. I feel releasing. like we've been slacking on our, our 90s wrestling rewatch. But for now, you're here. Here you're you listening. are. And if you found us in any other way, we are going to be discussing Season 2, Episode 3, Discord, uh, of the television show Heels, which I have to say, this is finally... <clears throat> you know, I think a lot about a couple different analogies, but one of them I think about is I think about like a cruise ship turning in port. It's like we were going mm-hmm. in one direction all the way before to that, you know, to the season finale where we had this big emotional outburst. We had the big match at the state fair. It meant everything for the promotion. And then we kind of docks, right, where we ended those two things having to do with the promotion and now we've turned the ship around and we're ready to set sail back out right now we really have a a full direction of where this is all going with this episode really good table setter put all the people back where they need to be gave people a lot of emotional growth but also no growth right because everybody came back in the same circle set up what i think is going to be some of the stuff we talked about but what i think is going to be some of the really good storylines going forward for the season right Mm -hmm. and beyond i mean you know charlie gully Spoiler alert, MVP, right? Michael Malley, shout out. Yeah, like, every episode he's in, he's like my but, instant favorite character. But this one, like, it, 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 he's clearly the, uh, you know, antagonist of the season, right? If Jack's going to be our protagonist, he's the antagonist, right? He's the guy that's going to create all of the, the drama kind of, that needs to happen. but like, it's so clear that Jack needs him. You know what I mean? Like, for Of course his, he needs so him. So it's, I don't, but does I he think need Charlie him? Gully is great. Does he need him? Let's get into the episode, because I do have some thoughts on that. Let's get into the episode and uh, let's break all this down. So we open the episode with another flashback. So we have Carol and Tom and young Jack. We don't see Ace. I'm guessing by the age of Jack. He's probably like five or six. Ace? Jack and Jack. Yeah, I was going to be like, I don't even know if Ace is born or Ace might be. I don't think so because I think that their age difference is like eight to ten, eight to twelve years, I would imagine. So I don't think that Ace is born yet. I agree. Um, it does seem that they have a, a decent enough. And if he is born, they went out of their way not to show him, and he would have been very small. Because, I mean, the whole point of this scene is you're seeing Tom. Even like an infant. He's not born. Tom, who's extremely excited about his promotion, and they're going to be having Eddie over, and Carol baked him a cake, right? So Carol bakes this cake. She's making this cake. Tom is excited. He's going to get this infusion of cash, potentially, to continue the you know growth of the DWL, right? Which we all know later on, it would appear it's the same person who's uh buying us a video wall and who's been a sponsor forever yes. and who's, who's you know enjoyed wrestling it's a commentator uh in my heart he's jack tony from the wwf right, right? Yeah, same, same. <laughs> like he's, he's just the de facto president but a big piece of the cake is bitten out by jack now from all the history that we have seen and everything that we are led to believe one would think that the disciplinarian of this family was Tom, right? Like I would think that the dad, especially considering the roles and the timing, like the dad would be the kind of quote unquote bad guy, right? Like he would be the guy to inflict the punishment when you got in trouble for doing something. I, yes, but it's clear that's not right. No, I mean, I think that in this case there's two bad guys. Okay. I think they can both be who 
I'm saying both parents can be bad, like in this case. They can, but but when we're okay, so we're, we're I I think I think we're mixing it up here. Like what I'm saying is what what I've seen of Tom or the way they talked about Tom Kingspade. It's that they made him out to be like this larger than life kind of character who then obviously killed himself and everybody's struggling to pick up the pieces. But I mean, he's a wrestler. He's, I would imagine a tough guy and I imagine a disciplinarian at home, right? Like, you know, a lot of times the old adage is, you know, you go to mom, but then, you know, dad's going to be the one to inflict the punishment, right? Mm-hmm. Or that whole idea. So here it's actually Carol. She's using Tom's belt to whip Jack for taking the cake. Tom walks in, kind of, like, stunned. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, this guy's going to be here in a minute. As Like, Jack is crying on the bed as he's getting whipped for taking the cake. And Carol seems to enjoy the corporal punishment a little bit too much. I told you she was evil. Yeah. And, again, it's important because it's going to set up then the next scene. But, I mean, man, she quotes Proverbs to him, to Jack, after... So the meeting's successful. They get the money or whatever. They get the infusion of cash. Then she's quoting Proverbs to Jack. She's like, I'm going to get some cream for your for your wounds. You know, like, this is your fault. Your boo-boos. Your boo-boos. This is your fault. And it's like, wow, man. It's manipulative. It's wild. And I well, mean. because she was being really sweet to him at the end, too. Yeah, of course. Well, she, but, but she, the thing is, she wasn't not being sweet to him the entire time. She had this, that evil, like jailer kind of mentality where she's like you know like like hostage mental like hostage taker mentality where she like he's got like you know stockholm syndrome from living in that house like fuck they, yeah they were setting that up for both of them for him and ace throughout the whole show right right like carol's really icy and you know we've talked about it here in the first couple episodes like we didn't really know where that was going but i mean it's pretty clear it's this has been a history of, of kind of violence and, and upsetting behavior from carol so life was shocking. Tough for, yeah, shocking. life was tough for Jack. Um, that was the opening scene. So then we get the next scene where Jack is actually taking her phone, going, "You're only using a landline. I'm taking your phone." Which we find out he's taking the phone because it's got family sharing, so he can go find where Ace is. Carol's just being a bitch to him, and Jack specifically says, "Like I'm wearing this belt because this was Dad's belt to remind me not to be like you." And that was the belt that we saw in the opening scene. Right. So it's just to, like... And she just goes, oh, boo-hoo. Yeah, like, she just doesn't care. She's like, yo, man, like, you're my son. This, like, she lived very biblically, right? You're my son. Like, you're my ward. Like, you're my thing. Like, I brought you into this world. I'll take you out, right? Mm -hmm. I would hear that all the time when I was growing up. This is the dumbest fucking statement I've ever heard. Like, okay, you take me out of the world, then you go to jail. It doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> so dumb, yeah. This is so silly, but, like, y'all, like... be a like, murderer, like... Right. Like, if that's how you're rolling, go for it. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I wrote down basically like, don't be a Carol, right? Like, it's just, man, our parenting is tough. And I, I, I do, we, we do have a theory, which we'll get to at the end before we wrap up, which we've talked about already about what we think maybe that Willie, Tom, um, Tom Spade and, uh, Bill Triangle, maybe the child who even knows. Um, but I think that I think you're really on something there. I think you think you pick something there with Carol because I mean it does seem like yo know, she's tough, mm-hmm. tough to tough to be tough, tough. And if you cross her, her religious conviction, I could see like if Tom cheated on her, I could see her religious convictions. Like I'm never gonna let you out of this and make your life hell every minute of every day, and kind of like live to enjoy that. Yeah. In a way, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> now, our next scene, we cut to Ace. It's at the bottom of the cliff. Tempting to get up, tempting to get out. Clearly sprained his ankle. He ain't going nowhere. 
I'm just happy because I really thought he like broke his ankle. I thought we were going to see bone popping out. It sounded really brutal, but it did. He just sprained it. It was probably just the trees. As he says later, he he's a he's a pro wrestler. He knows how to fall. <laughs> I wrestle a professional. Then we get our scene of uh, Crystal and Bobby working out, which is just like, for those, if you know, I mean, what one of the things of like mid-90s wrestling is just these probos that uh, we always joke about here, Ico Pro. Pro. <laughs> I was just getting wild Ico Pro vibes where it's just like, Crystal's just, just like doing the squats and it's just like Ico Pro, right? It's just like, Ico Pro, you gotta want it. It's like, you know, they're there, you gotta want it. I'm also thinking like, man. Like, what is she squatting? A like lot. 100 pounds? A lot. Probably think like 150 pounds. Like it looks like there's a couple different bars on there. I, you know, I should have, yes, I should have looked harder, but yeah, I mean, it looks like she's, I mean, she can't weigh more than like 95 pounds, right? 100 she pounds? She probably weigh like 110 pounds. I don't know. Okay, how, but it looks like she was squatting more than she I don't know how tall she is, so she could weigh like 90, 100 she pounds. She looks really But the thing short. is, she's also like ripped, so she probably weighs a little bit more than she looks like she weighs, right? Because doesn't muscle weigh more? Isn't that what we learned? We did learn that. Yeah. Uh, but again, and this is just more setting up there, more flirt, flirtiness, uh, the stupidity of Bobby, because he's just really, really gullible. Big dumb move. He's so innocent. He's such a He big, is. I know. And, and I have a feeling, again, if the show continues longer, which we hope, like, I, I think that he, the two of them are the avatars for, like, you know, stardom one way and then the other way. It's just the roles are reversed, right? Instead of being the guy that's like, I finally get my chance and, like, here's the innocent girl from the small mm-hmm. town. It's the other way, right? She's getting her chance, and he's kind of the damsel in distress, right? He hurt himself, can't really wrestle, seems really goofy. Yeah. He's just kind of starting the whole thing. Like, he's, it doesn't appear he's going anywhere. It appears he would be her valet. So we'll see. Because <laughs> uh, I do have a feeling, you know, again, there's another scene later on, but I do have a feeling that there could potentially be a love triangle here. You know, I, I do think Ace, yeah. Ace is uh, uh, yeah. going to make a case. You know what I, I mean? I think there's going to be a triangle. The show's called Heels, not, uh, not, not Happiness all the time true yeah i know and and, and this episode i feel like really sets you up for future heartbreak because it just makes everything you know everybody just seems so great at the end you're like man everything can work out the show's called heels anyway continue right and and, but part of it too and i think what's really great with the writing is that they do have a way to kind of wrap these because all of these things with the exception of the true trouble that jack is in right Ace is an idiot. He gets himself into his own problem mm, on Dover no. Springs. But take that away. <laughs> Everything else is really small, small town, small time stuff. It's really none of it is that big of a deal, right? So it's like when you circle back around, it's 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 not that big of a deal. It's all a game. <clears throat> so we'll see. I mean, except what Jack ends up finding himself, but still, um, that's a different thing. I'm sure he could. I'm sure the reality of his situation, and we, we could talk about it, but I'm sure he could. I'm sure there's a legal case I could make for him um, that it was all kayfabe in the first place, right? That Charlie didn't take the punch correctly. It was all part of a storyline, because that's what a lot of wrestlers have claimed when they do things. Oh, I was in character. It's all part of a storyline, right? Right. You just live in this. Right, but I in I between think, also. Yeah, but I think Jack is too broken. We'll talk about that. But um, Rooster, aka DeAndre, the, in our next scene. We see him with his dad. Uh, he's buying his dad a new medical bed. Yeah. Which, those are expensive. But he's making enough money to do it. I got a bad feeling about this scene. Why? I feel like it could be foreshadowing. He's buying his dad a medical bed. He's standing in front of the medical bed. And his dad says something to the effect of, like, I just worry about you in the DWL. How, like, 
you know, how rough it is, like all the like hardcore. Like he mentions how rough the DW. FWD, FWD. Oh shit, I'm sorry. Yes. It's fine. It's but that's fine. what I meant. They have to, yeah. Florida Wrestling Dystopia, yeah. Yeah, he's, isn't Florida Dystopian Wrestling? Whatever it is. Yes. So he mentions that, and I'm just like, ooh, are we foreshadowing that like something's gonna happen to Rooster? Because it, like, it just, it felt, see, so I'm just saying, just put put a pin in that and see. See, it's funny what I, you know, what I took from that is I took that his dad, either something's gonna happen to his dad, like his dad's gonna die, and then that's gonna be the moment that Rooster's like, I'm doing the wrong thing. Like, because his dad mentioned Rocky Johnson. He's like, Rocky Johnson would just beat someone up with his bare knuckles. He wouldn't do all this other stuff, you know, all the bleeding, all the whatever. I took from that scene, and we'll put a pin in it. We'll see who's right. But I took from that scene more. This is how, like, his dad's being Rooster's moral compass. Like, yo, the money doesn't matter. Like, you getting me in bed is really nice, but, like, I care about you, and, like, you should, if you were chasing this, you shouldn't be doing it here. And we do know from Rooster from last season, he's been to a lot of different promotions. So his dad has definitely at least emotionally supported him. And I don't think he approves of the Florida Wrestling League because I just don't think he approves of all the violence. And right. it's not what wrestling really is. And again, um, you know, there, there are different promotions, different things you can follow. It definitely seems that they're leaning more into the hardcore stuff, obviously, from yeah. what we've seen. And I think that's really what that is getting at, is that his dad's going to be like kind of his moral compass to bring him back to the DWL to say, like, you don't really need to be doing that in order to get over. And I do think, ultimately... When when he comes back to the DWL, because I do think he will, I do think the storylines and things will be different. I think that's where we're... I think we're going to a more like Jack taking a, a kind of back seat overall with his character and not potentially trying to push Ace as much. And I do see them more as like promoters. And, and we'll talk about that as we go. You know, maybe an injury to Jack or something because I, you know, they're much better when they're not in front and putting their nonsense out there. They just yeah. have a natural-born story that exists, and that's where we met them as characters. They were cultivating the story of Cain and Abel, cultivating the two brothers, and I think that it's going to be better when they let other people do it. And I think it's all going to come together as the season plays out. Yes. <laughs> all I wrote for the next scene is Jack has family sharing enabled. <laughs> like he's using family sharing. Oh, he's driving. Because yeah. he's driving, he's so he's got family it, yeah. sharing, so he's trying to find Ace. Stover Springs is in Mississippi, by the way. We found that out. Then we get our podcast where we have Bill and Diego. Um, <laughs> I wrote down a great line that Bill has. Uh, he shit stamped his face. I thought that was a great line. Yes. And he's just basically talking shit. <laughs> Diego's great on the mic. <gasps> they both are. It's so good. They're just cutting, you know, a podcast promo where they're just talking shit about uh, Charlie Gully and his promotion. Right? Yeah. Like that's all they're doing is just using this platform in order to talk this shit, hype everything up. Uh, create another avenue to draw people into the DWL. Now, from what I can tell or what we know, Bill's ideas, at least at the beginning of the season, is like, hey, if we're going to do this, we got to blow this out. I do think that that was never on Tom's radar, that that's how they could make it big. So you can... And I only say that because it it appeared that he had more of the family-friendly programming to begin with. And, and I do, and I, maybe we'll find it out. Maybe we'll find out that's part of what Bill and, and Tom's rift is and maybe what Bill and Jack, uh, Tom and Jack's rift, if there is one that we see before his death. I think that's all part of it is that Tom did not have this foresight, did not see that like this is where this needs to go, that like you can be, because what I, if I had to name this episode, what I would name this episode would be Big Fish, Little Pond. Right? Because that's Ace. 
Ace has learned that now, real quick. He was a big fish in a little pond. And you could tell that Jack, with his ac actions, with Charlie Gully in his place, big fish, because he's running the DWL, little pond, right? You know, he's in charge there, but he's got no nothing that he can it's do. A tiny little place, yeah. You know, and then, whereas, like, Willie, it was the opposite. Like, she's always been a small fish, even though she really could be bigger if she got somewhere else or could be anything else, you know, because some of her ideas are really great. Yeah. And again, who gets to kind of manhandle everything and do everything? Bill, when he comes back, because he's the one that's that everybody's relying on now. Suddenly relying on Bill. Big fish, little pond. And that's kind of what I took from this entire thing. That's where we're going with all of this. That's how we're setting this all up. And this podcast is basically saying, hey, come and look at this little pond. Come and look at us. I'm the big fish. I'm the draw. Come. I'm in this little pond. Right? And Charlie knows enough that he needs to tap into that because that's where all the energy is. Right? He may have the... He may have some of the infrastructure to get some of the stuff out, like, online. He may have... He may have a nice-looking, you know, swimming pool, but he's got nobody really there with the heat. All the fish are here on the other side. So, for what that's worth, that's what I took from it. What'd you take from this? Yeah. From this little part here where we had this little podcast. I just liked it. I thought it the was The meta funny. podcast and <clears throat> the podcast. I like seeing podcast. them, uh... <laughs> oh, shit. It is mm -hmm. pretty meta. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I like how they're integrating new uh, technologies and coming into the 2023s. You know what I mean? The 2020s by... Yep. I'm... <laughs> Back to the Bill's whole... Bill's hilarious. That's all I can say. Bill is just... Hilarious. He opens his mouth and I'm just laughing. I enjoyed it. Um, Willie, it's her time. Her promotion. Jack left her in charge. Yep. She's in charge of writing out of this corner. Girl power. Yep. Debbie's there for it. I love Debbie. How great is Debbie? De Debbie's great. Debbie's great. De Debbie's there for it. Crystal's there for it. Everybody's there for it. Everybody's here for it. How do, how do we know the actress that plays Debbie? I think she was on Orange is New Black. I think you're right. I mean, we'll, we'll Google it and, and we'll, we'll get her name. I'm going to put this down. Okay. To do. Debbie. Uh, yeah, I think that she was on, on that. Screen show. credits. But again, we're all kind of talking here. We're getting some ideas, spitballing stuff for Crystal. What are we going to do? How are we going to talk ourselves out of where we're at? How are we going to get this, this portion of the story moving forward? Here's the other thing that I saw. So if I took, if I could name one thing about the whole episode, Big Fish, Little Pond, right? The whole show, like, it's really becoming pretty clear that this is like, a, very much has like Lord of the Rings vibes where the idea is like, there's one ring that corrupts you because it, it seems that Willie's starting here and she's okay. Like everything's all right, but she's stressed out, right? But she just got control. By the end of the episode, which is only, let's say, like a week, right? She's just fighting with everybody, losing her shit, taking everything so personal. She's so engaged. She's got Bill in her corner and the two of them are drinking together late at night. Like, it's like you're getting corrupted by this promotion. And I think about that because I think about the first episode where Jack is so innocent. And at, at of this season where they show him before his like right after his dad's oh, suicide yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's just basically like I'm gonna be out of all this and he's innocent but then he sees that ring and he's like oh, I can grab this I can do this we can do this together and the he ends one up one ring to rule them all that's it that's, that's <laughs> I wrote it down Lord Did of the you Rings really? yes because I wrote it down here when we get there with the, the with the brothers in the oh, room funny because 
you can really see that Jack realized, holy shit, like I've been down this really bad path. I got corrupted. I went down this path. You know, even when he comes back to see Willie later, he's like, I just don't care about any of this. And you're like, right. That's where he was yeah. before. I just... <sighs> and that's the only way he can have his brother and his family. He can't be in both worlds. You can't be running this promotion and also, you know be that hyper-focused. No, I agree with you about Jack. I just don't think Willie ever really struck me as innocent or chill. You know what I mean? I feel like no, she's no, no, always no. uptight. She's always been... But the minute that you get that little bit of power, you're corrupt. It's like the, it's like the corruption just starts. It's just okay. like, oh, I'm holding this and now it's starting to slowly corrupt me, right? Because, you know, in our next scene, we'll do that here and then we'll get back to... Because then everybody comes in as Willie's working... But our next scene after this, you know, where we start with the girl power in there, brainstorming. Our next scene, I just wrote, call in the Joppa, right? Call in the Joppa, because we have Ace. Oh, yeah. We have we have the, the two ladies who are clearly partners enjoying their time in Dover Springs. Fall upon, come upon this fucking jackass at the bottom of a ravine with the wrong shoes on. He's still, I'm the big fish, I'm the cool guy, give me a harness, I'll get myself out. Which he does, right? Yeah. I mean, Which he, is fair. He can, he but is. The, but they're like, he's fucking. He, he is a professional wrestler. He's a professional wrestler. I mean, I mean, he's just looking at this like, he's just, you know, we'll see later on. Like, he's just stumbled into a three-way, like he stumbled into like a jail party. Like, bro, you almost died. You have no perspective on anything. These yeah. people showed up, they were going down the ravine, they're mountain climbing, they're doing whatever. They're like adults adulting. And you were just a child, right? So they're like, we should call in a medical chopper. We're calling help. Like, he's like, nah, give me a harness. I can get out. Obviously, he does get, end up getting out. But I mean, like, if these people don't show up and, and are trying to ravine down in this area, he's in trouble. But again, I think this that scene... must have been a long hobble back to uh, the start of the hike. Oh, yeah. I back mean, to the base because he's fucked up, you know? Yeah, not great. <clears throat> so he fucks up his ankle. They, they give him a harness. All he needs is a harness and he's ready to go. He's a professional wrestler. So then we go back now. We go back now to Crystal and Willie. Um, they're talking about what their play is going to be. Again, shout out the dad. They're like, yo, the dad's going to be a dick. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, the dad's going to be a dick. And he's going to tell me to get in there and do some laundry. And we're just going to beat him up. And so they're just going through all the... It's so good. The tropes. I well, love that we know nothing about the dad. No. he's just <laughs> His character is just... He's an avatar for he's just... He's the dad. Avatar for a 2020 uh, dad, right? 2020's dad. Like, right? Like, he's dressed like, he's just a, I'm a dad, right? He's the dad. Yeah. So, we do get um, a wonderful scene where everybody kind of spills in. So, we have the whole crew that's there. And Eddie walks in. Oh, hey, I got a, we got a present for you. Debbie's like, oh, we got a present for you. And so, everybody's going to get to leave. Uh, Bill has a, another banger line. Um, <laughs> if his dick's in a hot dog bun, I'm grabbing it and not letting it go. Right? If that's the present. Is Dick in a hot dog bun? Yeah. Like, like, what are we doing? What are we saying? Like, Bill, I don't know what he's saying, but I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Like, it just made me chuckle. Made me laugh. Again, Bill always bringing, uh, bringing the wildness. Bringing the... He is wild, though. Bringing the savagery. But you could tell that Willie is just... Again, she's here focused on this. Just like how Jack was. And it's just slowly taking her away from the camaraderie and fun. Because it seems like when you're on one side of it, and you're one of the performers, as long as you're getting some sort of push, or if you feel that there's equity. Because I feel like right now, with Crystal having it, they feel there's equity, right? Yes, so everybody's yes. happy because everybody feels it's equity, and they feel like it's a collaborative effort, right? They're all talking about how they're going to do these things, and they're helping each other. 
But I think once it's like, hey guys, you guys are all going to wrestle. And uh, also me and Ace are going to be in the main event doing this, 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 this. I feel like that part of it led to, obviously with Rooster, led to a lot of people getting upset and losing that family mm-hmm. aspect that it appears just immediately back the minute that Jack is gone. And again, what did we take away? A corrupted person right. from this. And the middle of it, the and the moment that Ace is gone. Right, because you don't because have. Because he caused those a lot people. of drama too. He 100%. was breaking people's legs. But you also making have, Crystal upset. You had the two brothers that are doing this promotion that go, "We're going to make this successful with mm-hmm. ourselves," and they're not going to look at anyone else. And it's again that whole idea of that absolute power was corrupting them absolutely. Right. So everybody's going to leave to go see what the new treasure is. Then we get a picture of Jack uh, still driving. Calls his mom. Uh, calls Stacy. Son picks up. Tom pick. Thomas picks up. Thomas. Tom. I keep writing Tom in the notes. But they call Tom. him Thomas. Yeah, yeah, Thomas. So Thomas picks up the phone. They have to differentiate. He's kind of like, "What the fuck are you doing at home?" Ish, right? Like, "Why are you home? Are you in school?" Blah blah blah. Oh, mom said that uh, that didn't go through yet, and I can't go back to school. And that's when Jack kind of realizes, I've got a little bit of an issue, but he doesn't really have the time to deal well, with it. Well, because he also says, "Where are you, Dad?" And he goes, "I've been home." And he's like, "Oh." Yeah. Mom said you were away. Mm-hmm. And then he said, when can I go back to school? And Jack's like, you can. So, like, he's realizing that Stacy's lying to his son, trying lying to him, you know. Trying yeah, to well, keep him, well, lying to the son. Lying to the son, basically. Yeah, keeping keep the, keep the son away from him. Yeah. Um, he, he, if you recall, at the end of episode one, he did ask about him, but she hung up the phone on him before he can finish talking. Mm-hmm. Um, when he came to visit her at the end of the first season, she wouldn't let him see him. Yes, she did. Oh, she did? Yes. She said, let him inside? He said, can I say goodnight to Thomas, please? And she said, of course. And then he went inside. Yeah. Okay. All right, all right, all right, okay. So then you could see how she's ratching a little bit then, right? Um, next we have the, the partnership. This is what I wrote this little, this little scene here. The partnership continues. So now we have a, a video wall, right? Eddie's extremely happy. Hey, going to keep going here. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm extremely happy about this video wall. Here's a video wall. We can play fucking Mario Kart on this shit. Fuck we can yeah. do whatever. Let's do it. Bobby Pin calls Diddy Kong. Spoiler alert. Everybody tells him he hasn't been around since the Wii days. Like, chill out, bro. Like, <sighs> yeah, nobody's seen a Diddy Kong. <laughs> um, Willie can't enjoy all this stuff. Like, it's tough at the top. The thing is, this has always been Willie, though, right? She's always been kind of an outsider. She's always pushed everybody away. She's never... I feel like she's never had fun one day in her life. I think you're wrong. I think she used to be a lot of fun when she was younger, but that's the vibe that she's given off. She is the vibe that rough. I'm The vibe that I'm getting is what I was telling you, where, like, at the top, if it's pure, this can be the most fun that someone can have. Because you're, you're playing pretend, right? Because you're, you're making these storylines. And you're putting these people that you trust in positions that they're going to be successful and they're going to connect. And ultimately, you're trying to build that perfect show and the perfect scene in something that continues in perpetuity, right? Because it continues forever. You know, once we finish one thing, we have to be ready to go on to the next thing because that's how the business works. You have to be able to bring people back in. So I think we see her later with Bill, like in her element. She's cooking. She's like, yo, we have all these ideas. She's working late at night. Like, I think she would do this all like this is what she wants. And it's the first time she's given it. And it's just, oh, yeah, there's that whole thing called managing people. When there's not a willy to be the, <laughs> to be the booker, to be the promoter, to manage the people, right? When she's doing this, writing the storylines, you lose all that. Mm-hmm. 
You know, and that's what you see here in this scene. She can't wear both hats, right? Okay. She can't do both things. Okay. At least that's what I saw. Yeah. Because then she's asking Bill to basically be the in-ring general. And she tells him, like, I need you to step up and help keep these people in line. I thought Big Jim had a, uh, a banger of a line, uh, which Bill replied with. Oh, so I get, you know, Bill's like, oh, the video screen. He's like, oh, it's actually a video wall. And he's like, oh, so I guess your your thing is you're just going to wait till someone oh, says my God. something. Yeah, you, and then your thing. Yeah, that's your thing. Is you that, that's what you're going to Correct do. everybody and make yeah. them feel stupid. And it's like, true. It was true. Because that's literally funny. all he's done. I mean, he's super likable, so I've never noticed it. But I'm like, oh, yeah, he does do that. That's funny. And then, like, the, the other scene that's in here is then, you know, after they kind of break, you get Bobby Pin asking Diego, which I just felt like Diego narrating the levels of intimacy and like how you <laughs> oh can tell God. if a girl's into you Such all a the different ways was so good. Cause Bobby's like, Oh, she gave me a kiss. Like, did you see that? And he's like, nah, he's like, well, what did it mean? And he just keeps going. Did she do this? Did she do this? Did, did, did she, she slip this? you tongue? Did she do this? Did she, did do she this? slip like suck on your bottom lip and then pull away and then look at Like he's so detailed like, in every scenario. So detailed. It's like, so he's, good. he's like writing a Daniel Steele. A hundred percent. No, it's very funny. Then we shift away from the lighthearted family, you know, the, the found family section to get to uh, what I call Ace's jail party. So Ace is in there. They're wrapping him up. The ladies are getting ready to leave. And he's like, oh, you guys, listen, I know how to fall. I'm a professional wrestler. I know how to take this bump. I know how to take this hit. Like, you girls want to party? You want to, like, smoke some weed and smush? And they're like, bro, be better. Like, read the room. We're together. We want nothing to do with you. Like, yeah. we gotta go. And again, that's that Yeah, she's circle. like, every time someone's nice to you, you think they want to fuck? Yeah. And I'm like, well, maybe that's what happens when you grow up with an evil mom. Right? You don't know, you don't know how to interpret or, people being kind. it's what we say later. Like, he's the big fish in Little Pond. All he of can't, it. Like, all these little interactions that he's had with people where he's been a hothead and he's been whatever. We saw now... This is kind of like the last one. We saw now multiple different people out of the kindness of their heart. Not the gas station guy, but he was just being a little snarky. But it appears these people are like, this is a person that needs help. Like, they, he can't function in society. We need to help him. So they're all offering to help him. And each time, he's just acting like a fucking asshole. That goes back to the same asshole yeah. that was acting like an asshole to the girl at the checkout stand in like the first or second episode. The first episode, the same fucking asshole, yeah. the same kid, he's not learned. That's any- the first episode. Yeah, because oh. that's when Jack says that he um, made him tap out, so that he couldn't go on the con. Jack used that, veiled that to Stacy. Remember, he says, "Well, he was shitty in town. What am I supposed to do? Let this guy go? He he can't handle it." Yeah, and then uh, made him tap out and cry. So, point being is like, here's this guy. Like you've seen, like last episode. Or two episodes ago, the guy was trying to help him in, you know, buy him a meal. And he was a complete dick to that guy. Guy's trying to help him in the fucking camping store. Complete dick to that guy. Gas station guy. Just fucking buy a pack of gum, bro. Buy a fucking pack of gum. Buy a soda. The guy's like, buy a soda for me, I'll give you a fucking key. Like, this isn't that hard. Now these girls, like these women that help him, he's like, oh, well, they just clearly they just want to smash. It's like, no, man. You're not that guy you're in the real world and in the real world it doesn't function like it functions like how duffy functions you are the smallest fish here which goes back to what jack was saying and potentially what tom was saying too like ace is not equipped for the real world Mm -hmm. he's not 
You know, you got to take care of him. He's not equipped. That's, and that's, I'm showing Jen my notes here, but Ace is a small fish in a big pond. That's there what I wrote. Is. There it is. That's, 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 that's it. Like, if I, I, I could read your handwriting, I would, <laughs> I would attest to it. Next scene, we have Rooster sitting with his dad out on the porch. I, you know, what I wrote here, which I thought was pretty funny, it's just like, it's like the Florida wrestling dystopia and the DWL. Everybody is just following everybody. They can't, like, help themselves, right? Like, Rooster's listening to the podcast with Bill and Diego. It's like they just can't help themselves. They're all, like, intertwined with each other that they can't just, like, do something on their own. I love it. I know. It just shows how small it all is, and that's what I had here. You know, Rooster, it's got to tell Gully. Something's going on here. Gully, I've been listening to this podcast. Something's going on here. <laughs> um, then we cut back to our man Ace, and he breaks down and also breaks down the hotel room. Yeah. In Dover Springs. Yep. Car needs an alignment, too, by the way. The car needs an alignment. Yeah, when she's like, "Oh, the Volvo needs an alignment." I forgot that was just funny. That was just a funny thing. To oh, just basically I be forgot like, Yo, about you that. You fucking idiot! Volvo needs an alignment. It <laughs> I just, I just it was funny. Yeah, he like he snaps. He snaps because he can't. The hand towel keeps falling down. Like the the handrail for the towel. The towel yeah. holder. What yeah. is what are those? Towel rack. You know what? That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. It's a towel. <laughs> and he just. You know, I actually like. <laughs> I really fell for him in this scene because sometimes little things like that will happen to me when I'm at like a bubbling point, you know, mm-hmm. like a boiling point and I will snap and I'll like throw shit across the room, which is so immature. And I know this, but I saw that scene and I'm like, oh my God, I get that feeling where you're just like, you just snap, you know, I shouldn't be admitting this, but you know, that's fine. I have a temper. Well, it's <laughs> like, fine because I mean, it definitely humanizes the character because I think yeah. that's what's important here is you're just kind of, you know, as he's trashing the room, you're just like, well, why are you doing that? And you're like, because he can't, he, he can't, can't control, he doesn't know how to control had, his emotions. But he, it's not even his emotions. He has no control over anything. But that's kind of what it is. It's, he just yeah. got rejected by these two girls that never wanted anything to do with him. <laughs> and in his mind, he's like, oh, all right. This is like in his mind, he's like some sort of, you know. Some sort of like, uh, you know, uh, uh, he's just a guy on the road on this road trip and just the world is going to come to him and he's just going to like sleep with girls and, you know, be successful and do all these things. But the reality is like the world sucks. You're still wrapped up in DWL bullshit, right? Because that's kind of how he fell, right? Because he was listening, walking and not paying attention. And I think what listening, uh, watching Crystal's promo or something, listening to Jack's voicemail about He's listening to Jack's voicemail. You know, it's just all like this idea that like, just you don't belong out in the wilderness and you're not out here in Mm -hmm. motels trying to score with girls. Like you can't even feed yourself. Car needs an alignment, dude. It's your mom's (laughs) fucking car. You brought your Xbox. Like, I what love are that he drives doing? a Volvo. How funny is that? Yeah, well, you know. I, mean, I get that it's his mom's, but it's just you. It's just great. It makes it even better that he's it driving does. his mom's Volvo. Yeah. This little scene I called the invasive friend time moment. First what? time we watched it, you're like, "What the fuck is she doing in the middle of the night, listening to them at the door?" Also, that house is so big, and it appears that there aren't any children that live there. It, I mean, maybe there are. But, like, from what you see, it feels like Courtney just lives there alone. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. 
It's fair. Um, I don't know if we really care about Courtney's story, if we're going to find anything out about the invasive friend Courtney or anything like that, but I'm like, what is going on with with Courtney? Anyway, that's just... <laughs> I don't disagree. Um, but you also I, see them a lot during the day where maybe... I do... Th- if she had a partner, you'd be working. No, the kids there. are in school is what I think. I think the kids are in school because I, I think that they did mention that he was Thomas was playing with like those kids or they were getting along before. So those kids would be in school. Okay, okay, okay. So the couple... I feel so better about When we now. see them running in the morning, like she's probably just a housewife. No offense. Whoa. No offense. Whoa. No offense. Whoa. No offense. Well, take out the just... I mean, it appears that she does is not also running like a side business because she's also available during the day. And we went out of our way to say, at least in the Maybe beginning... Maybe she works from home. I mean, like I do. I work she could, home. but I feel like we went out of our way in the beginning to show that Stacy was falling into the same trap now that she's here as Carol, right? Carol was basically like, you need to be the queen of the wrestling league so you can't really do anything. And Thomas... Or Tom Spade kind of boxed her in, and that's what we know happened to her. And then it appeared that Stacy, who's I think she said she had a master's or she had a college degree, whatever it was, wanted to just get a job working at a grocery store, not just get a, that job, but wanted to get a job, wanted to get anything because they're like, we need money, I could work, like I don't want to be at home all day. Yeah. And I, I, you know, so when I'm saying that with her, like it just, oh, I, I was just maybe saying, she runs a business. I was just saying we don't see any of the other family. This is that's all. You know this is a very you know pro. We're we're here. We're allies on this podcast. My bad. Um, but I'll take that hit. That's what I think it is. Though I think her kids are in school because we've gone out of our way now to establish that Thomas should be in school. Yes. But the moral of the story is Thomas is kind of he's acting out. You could tell like his age. I said like I thought it was actually a good job. Sometimes with kid, you know, when children are acting. It can be, like, too hammy, but I did feel like he really, like, he hit some barbs, but also, like, they were very emotional because, it, it, like, he's not in control of his emotions, right? Because he's like, I want to go home, and, like, it's not fair that I can't go home and, like, be with Yeah, like, I don't really dad. think he's acting out. I think it's a fucked up situation. Exactly. Well, I'm saying, I think he's acting really well And I don't think Stacey's being a good mommy in this respect, okay? So, I don't, you know. Yeah, and, and, we, and, and, and we talked about it, and your dad who uh, is significantly older and his mother is still alive and she's very old, your grandmother, um, he does call her mommy. So, I mean... The whole... whole, So, so, yeah. Well, sometimes that whole, like, you still calling your mom mommy. And I'm like, well, this is what people do. This kid is like eight. I know, I know, I know. But see, like, I I never call my mom mommy. So whenever I hear someone call mom mom, like a kid, like, whenever I hear a kid call their mom mommy, I always, I think it's, like, very childlike. But then I do hear adults do it too. So then you I straight I up call them. your mom by her first name though. Yes, I do now. But before yes. it'd be ma, 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 much more of a Stewie type thing, you know, from like family. Guy. Yeah, ma, yeah. ma, ma, ma. They would never, never, would never like mommy. Oh, this is mommy. Mommy's home. No, no, no never any of that. <laughs> Moral of the story: Invasive friend time. Like, hey, do you guys need help? And I think that's when Stacy realized, like, I gotta get the fuck out of here too. You know, she's gonna be praying later. But I think that's when she realizes she gotta go. <laughs> Next scene, we get Jack arriving at the motel. That's it. Jack's there. Motel. Boom. Yeah. He makes it. We see that he's still there. Ace is still there. The Volvo's there. Now. The Volvo. Willie and Bill. Late night sesh. Drinking whiskey. Shooting storylines. Is Billy ever not drinking whiskey? I don't know. We've only met her since Tom died. And she's been... Well, okay. So, as long as we've known her, she's been drinking a lot of whiskey. Correct. Okay. What I saw here is two people that were in their element, and they were, like, in love with what they were doing. 
Yep. I'm not saying they were in love with each other, but yep. in love with what they were doing. Yep. Right. And the two of them together were bringing out the best in each other at this stage of their careers and lives. Right. Bill can't come out and put on a long match, as we know, but Bill can do a couple moves, get the crowd going, and still cut a promo. She's here to get, and he's got all these ideas, which he's already told Jack. And they're spitballing, and he's telling them some of the things he told Jack. They're working together to create this awesome crystal storyline. They're up till 2 a.m., we find out, working on the storyline. Ted eventually does chime in. Now, Ted and Robin, his daughter, were expecting to... Robin. Robin. Hmm. Her name is Robin, right? I don't know her name. It is, I believe it's Robin, but I'm just, I was thinking how that fits into cards to see if maybe, you know, like, if they're backdoor telling you, like, that maybe she's related to them. But no. Um, <laughs> that's it. Looking for Easter eggs. It's probably none here. She's good. She needs help. She needs Willie's help with some work. Willie's not home. Willie's burning the midnight out, you know, burning, burning the candle at both ends. All of a sudden, you know, Bill pops in on the frame with a red solo cup, like, yo, it's a party over I here, know. Teddy. And I'm like, <sighs> and then he kind of, she looks at him when they get off the phone, you know, off the FaceTime. And he looks at her with that half, like, eh, you know, like kind of flirty, like, eh. And then just right back into talking about the storyline. So for now, Still seems to be platonic, but you can tell these two are going to have, or it appears that the chemistry is starting to kind of come back between them. Yeah, her name is Robin. Robin, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so. Yeah, I also think that was like a power move by uh, 100%. Bill. 100%. Yeah. Because she was supposed to leave all of us uh-huh. after that last promote. After the, after the state fair, oh, she was Ted. supposed to leave. hi, Ted. She's mm-hmm. with me. Remember, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ted kicked him out of the house because Willie wanted to. So the whole thing is just... The whole thing is sus. Ted's going to kick her out. I think this, so. This can't go on much longer. I think, I think she's going to find herself uh, like one of those... One of those chippies at that motel. Mm-hmm. The edge of town. Now I get the... Uh, now we get the Jack and Ace scene. I think Courtney has a spare room for her. Yeah, Courtney definitely has room. Yeah. Jack probably does. I mean, you know, Carol. She could, I'm sure her and Carol. Wouldn't that be and great? Carol she has a room that just opened up. Carol's got a couple different rooms. And she doesn't even have a cell phone. So, I mean, all she's got is a landline. So, you just show up. Maybe she'll take you in. So, now now we get the Jack and Ace scene. Uh, the Jack and Ace scene, long overdue. I, mm-hmm. I think it gives all of the character exposition you need for both characters at this point to help them with their growth. Ace feels that he's terrible. He said some terrible things to Jack. He says that, you know, he never should have said that you would stay in Duffy and kill yourself like dad, right? Which is just the worst thing that you could say. Jack is just so emotionally dead that he just still, he doesn't even accept Ace's olive branch, which we'll get into olive branches later, but doesn't accept that olive branch to be like, yeah, that was fucked up that you said that. That was really funny because I was like, oh, he forgave him. He said it's whatever. I I don't know. No, he never, to me, it's like he never He's like, it's over. He's like, don't worry about it. I I feel like Jack was so vulnerable and like finally being vulnerable. I don't know. That's really funny that we interpret it differently. I'm like, wow, Jack's really trying to make everything right. Right, but. And admitting that like he's been fucked up since their dad killed themselves. So Jack admits I've been fucked up really bad, way worse than I want to admit from all these things. Yeah. But I feel like when Ace is telling him that in that moment, like that's the time to continue the conversation and be like, yeah, that hurt me. But because Jack is so dead and has been so dead, it just didn't even, it doesn't register to him. All he was focused on is the next thing with the league because he's trying to make that work. And in trying to make the league work, he lost his brother, he lost his moral compass and himself. 
you know, because... Yeah, but I think he's trying to get it back. I don't think that he found... Listen, I think part of it, he wanted Ace back for the promotion, but really he just wants to make things right with his brother. Well, now like, he this wants... this is not... Yeah, well, now he wants to make things right with Ace because this is now his quest. You know, you remember I talked about, like, the journey is the obstacle a couple episodes ago? Mm-hmm. Like, the... You know, Last the, episode. Yeah. So for him at this point, this is this is his quest. He needs to get in good standing with his brother because then he can go back to Stacy and to his son Thomas and be like, look, like, I know that I made these mistakes, but this is all I can do is like fix these things one step at a time. What are the most important relationships in his life? His mom, which he basically said, I, there's nothing I can do with you. You're terrible. That's what he said at the beginning of this episode. Basically, you're ter- I, I don't want to be like you. Yeah. So he knows there's nothing he wants from her or wants to deal with her or anything in that capacity. Then the next thing is he's working on Ace and trying to get this relationship back with Ace. And he knows with Ace, he's got to fall on a sword and everything is his fault. But I mean, again, when Ace said that to him, I was fucked up. He should have came back and been like, you know, you're right. That was fucked up, but he's not. Because he's like, you know, it just, to me, I just took it as it just never even hit. Like it just, you could say anything to him. It didn't matter. He was focused on what he was going to do. Like when he's trying to talk to Ace and Ace is like, oh, this isn't, this isn't a storyline that you write that I'm answering, that I'm answering what you want me to say. And, and then that's when I think Ace kind of sort of realized too, like, no, he's actually, this is just reality. Like he, he has something he wants to say and he doesn't care what you say, which is probably one of the first real moments that Ace has had, at least in the past year, maybe in his entire life Mm -hmm. from, from the way his parents have have seemed to to be right. It appeared his dad was always his staunch defender and wanted to get him out there and, and make him be successful in whatever he was doing. But then on the same time, it appears like he never really got any real moments with his mom because his mom is just like the worst. And, you know, again, this is what he's got with Jack. And he has no meaningful relationships that you can tell with anybody. Like you said, he, he can't make friends with people. That's what he's learned. I can't make friends with people. I well, can't. I mean, he doesn't. Do anything. He doesn't try that hard. I'm a fucking dick. <laughs> he's such. Well, because again, you're, you're when, you know, I, they've established now at this point in the, in the 11 episodes we've gotten, they've established that. Tom was a king around town, and then that slowly faded. Ace was the the prince that was promised, right? He was the guy that was going to get out of town. He was going to be the star quarterback. He was going to do all these things. And Tom knew, like, he doesn't have the mental capacity to handle this kind of game and handle this kind of double life because it really is a double life. You know, you're, you're out in the community in this small town acting one way mm-hmm. to keep, you know, everybody coming back on Sundays, yeah. right? So, what else did you take from this scene? Anything? I, mean, I just thought it was really important. It showed... No, oh, yeah. I think it, it was the most important scene of the whole... Of the episode. It's the most yeah. important scene of the season. Because yeah. it's the one thing that you saw when they gave you the glimmer in that fir- in the first episode of the past. It's the one thing you saw where I felt like it was like Jack being his most vulnerable. Being like, I've made all these mistakes. I've done all of these things. This is why we are here. This is this has all been me for the past eight months. Mm-hmm. I've been on autopilot. I've been focused on this, and I haven't been focused on you, and I've been terrible, and I exploited you. And for that, I'm sorry. And then I think that's what wraps into the rest of the episode, because I think at this point, truly, honestly, I think Jack's done with all of this. I think he's like, I'm done with this, in his mind, because he's like, I can't do this. Like, he's finally emotionally like, I'm done. Because I think when the two of them wrestled in the first episode of this season, that we the first episode we covered... And you saw those glimmers and like, together we can do this and we can achieve anything. And, you know, Wonder Twins and we'll fucking form Voltron if we, if we do everything together. Right, right, right. right, Like, we'll do it. It quickly became him using Ace to exploit Ace 
to get to where he wanted to go. And he admitted here that Bill coming into town and offering that contract was too much for him to handle because it was like he got to leave. Yeah, but he also felt like he was losing him and he wanted and to he build this thing Ace. with his brother. Right. And so, so he's yeah. losing his dreams. So he sabotaged him instead of being the better person, the bigger brother yeah, he, and going, I'm going to do it. And he has Rooster the here. The bigger brother. He had people here. The bigger man. Like he has people here. He yeah. had people that he could have worked with, but he never saw them. He just saw his brother and he basically pissed on his dad's legacy because his dad's like, don't do that. Right. Like from the beginning, we've seen before we got to that episode, like his dad was sure. always saying, don't his dad's do that. also a dick. So like, who really cares? But also that we know of that, that, sure. that, that we think we know. There might be more here. Again, there might be more here. I, I feel like we're... I feel like, like this is a big old Just because someone says something doesn't mean it's right. You know what I mean? Just because just just Tom thought... Because Tom was controlling Ace and Ace's future. That was That's what Tom wanted for himself and he's projecting it on Ace. So just because he said, I don't want him to wrestle doesn't mean that like... You know what I mean? But from all the things you've seen, do you think... So far, do you think that Tom was wrong? Do you think that Ace really has the mental fortitude to do this? I don't, but I don't think he does because of his his parents, the way he, the way that Tom raised him. You know, I think it's his own fault. Sure, sure, okay. I think he held him back. But then chicken by and, projecting his own. But then chicken and an egg, right? So if you're saying, okay, the way Tom cultivated Ace is why. Ace couldn't be a wrestler. But Tom knew that he couldn't be a wrestler. So that's all I'm saying is he knew that he couldn't live this life. Icicle dick. It's true. <laughs> that's why I was asking. I was waiting because you laughed so much when he said, I'm going to fuck you with a massive icicle dick. I mean... That's good, good lines. It, the, the writing on this show is just... Good shit. We love it. It's it's so... it's It, it cuts really well. But this entire scene, again, this is Jack's redemption scene. This is Jack... I can square this with the three people that matters. Thomas, Stacy, and Ace. Right now. By telling Ace the truth. Getting Ace back in the fold. Getting him home. Right? And then that might help him get back Stacy and Thomas. I mean, yeah. I, I thought, you know, the other the other thing that really stood out is when he said, you know, hey, you know, it's, it's up to Duffy men to come home and die and have their sons, you know, <laughs> clean them up. That was fucked up. Yeah. I mean, it's just a lot of trauma that the two of them are working through in this trashed hotel room in Dover Springs. Then we get our girl, Stacy. She's there. She's uh, praying for an answer. Lord, tell her what to do. Yep. What did you say when we watched this? I don't remember. What did I say? You said there's a lot of starving kids in Africa, Stace. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like, you know, Stacy, you know what to do. And we know she knows what to do. Like, you, you, you're wasting his time, you know what I mean? He's, he's got bigger fish to fry. Then we get the brothers parting. Because um, Jack had left before to claim to get food. We never see them actually eat the food. But then we see them parting at the cars. Jack gives Ace a wad of cash. This is your money from the gate. Ace is like, oh. Ace so, is like, yeah, I'm not coming home. So, yeah, Ace is like, I'm, established. Not, I'm not coming home. And he's like. And Jack accepts it. You know, Ace is like, oh, so you're taking from the kitty now? You know, you're, you're taking from the league. And he's like, nah, man, this is yours, too. Like, take this. This is you. Like, we said we do this together. This is you. Mm-hmm. Gives him the money. And I thought what was really, again, I thought what was really pointing to all the different things we're talking about. They were talking about their dad. And they're saying that Tom wanted, or Ace was saying, Tom wanted something that he never got. You know, he wanted that that to be successful in the wrestling business. 
and that made him sad and mean. And Ace is like, I want to be famous. And that made me sad and mean. And then the unspoken thing is, Jack wanted to be successful at this too, which made him sad and mean. And you right. see, it's this circle of this business that makes you sad and mean because it can make you famous and it can make you successful. But it, you can't do it without the other people, which is, I think, part of the whole episode is showing like you need to have that camaraderie and friendship and everybody needs to get a turn on it because otherwise you do become sad and mean. Yep. And there was a, you know, there's a discussion of the afterlife here. Uh, Ace was saying, you know, where do you think, you know, Ace, Ace was basically saying, you know, do you think, you know, what do you think happens after this? Where do you think we go? Like, is it worse after this? And Jack's just like, man, I'm just focused on this. And Ace is like, I'm just here because I think it's probably worse there. And it's really sad because I think that's a real, again, a discussion about how their father went out, how he killed himself, and then how it's affecting them. Or now they're thinking more like 3D, right? Jack is still grounded. He's got this family. And that's what's keeping him grounded. He's trying to fix this family. And Ace doesn't have anything, which makes it really tough, right? Ace mm -hmm. is just, Ace is really sad, mean, and scared, right? You really, you get the idea he's a scared kid. He's like, I don't know what to do Yeah. in this moment. <sighs> then we get Diego. Crystal in the ring. He's about to throw Crystal out, which is the finish for the dad, which I don't even know where the dad is. Like, everybody else is fucking training. Where are you, dad? He's, dad. Uh, like, dadding? Dadding, 100%. He's dadding. Uh, Willie walks in. She's fucking pissed. She's like, why is everyone... I was up all night writing this fucking thing, and you guys are changing everything. Crystal's yeah. trying to take responsibility for it. Debbie runs in. She's like, no, no, you guys got to see this shit on the TV. They put on the TV, and we're treated to um, new scenes of real life. So we're treated to, like, you know, the Ray Rice incident that had occurred years before, mm -hmm. um, just portrayed with a different, you know, different set of characters. Yeah, a bunch of domestic abuse. A bunch of domestic abuse caught on tape that's basically shoots down any idea they had of the storylines. And the discussion becomes like, hey, we can't really do that anymore. We can't do a man beating up a woman just to put her over eventually because that's not what the world wants to see. We don't want to see violence against women. Yeah. So the idea of Crystal coming out on top and winning this whole thing, not going to happen. we got to figure something else out for the show. Then we get Rooster, Charlie, and now he is actually cousin, I believe it's cousin Paul, but I called him Mike from um, Breaking Bad because at this point I didn't know his name. So I'm just like, I wrote in my notes, I'm like Rooster, Charlie, and Mike Ermadrath. Because oh, I'm just like, shit, it's like, yeah. he's like the fixer because he's just like there. I'm like, who's this guy? I don't know yeah. who he is. Like, who's this ball guy? I don't know who he is. But they're just sitting in a diner talking, getting mm -hmm. ready to plot their next, uh, their next move. Yeah, they're like the Russian mafia. A hundred percent. But this is like the wrestling mafia. Which also, if you know some of the backstory of the original stuff, that's kind of how silly they were, right? Not silly. Not, no, no, not saying silly. That's how the business was, right? <laughs> there was territories and people were very dove, very mean. Are we not allowed to say it was a little silly? No, because I don't want to get beat up by anybody. Okay, People might still be around. Sure. Then we get uh, Crystal and Bobby. She's doing, uh, she's cutting a promo in the ring to no one. Practicing, practicing, practicing. You can tell this is all she wants at this point. This is what she's driven for, is for the spotlight and success, right? I They're not showing Rooster in, in the ring or any of the people. Maybe they were at some point, but we're not seeing it now. And Bobby's just focused on Crystal. Crystal's focused on success. Bobby's focused on Crystal. 
Bobby asked Crystal, hey, what did this mean? Uh, Crystal's like, it didn't mean anything. When I, when, when you kiss me, mm-hmm. you're, you're being vague. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. No. Hey, when you, when you kiss me, good night. What did that mean? She's like, nothing. And she's like, let me show you what it means, what it means something. And I was just comically scribbling down. I'm like, so this is what it looks like when a really tall person kisses a really short person. Yeah. And scene. That's what it said to you. I know. Uh, but it's cute. But again, you could tell that it's not going to end well for Bobby, I, th- I believe. Because Crystal yeah. is really focused on this other thing. And Crystal she also says, asked about Ace to Willie earlier in the episode. And I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, they're, just, keep, about they're just keeping that there. Mm-hmm. Well, because I think... That and you can tell Ace when she he was watching the video with Crystal in the woods. You could tell that he's, like, happy for her, right? You can mm-hmm. see in his face that he's like, oh, she made it, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway. The two of them, you can see their stars have kind of... It's been circling. You can see in even the first episode when she's cleaning up at the funeral, um, the funeral party, the you know, funeral food session... That she bumps into Ace. You can see this circle. You can see the two of them aren't done yet. Yep. Right? And they never really ended. Because basically what happened is Ace kind of got upset with her. They never really were a thing. Ace kind of got upset with her. Carol hated her, which made everything really awkward. But they kind of got upset with her. And they kind of like parted. But Ace still tried to be like nice to her. But as she's mentioned, you know, early in this episode, she's on the gram. She's got marriage proposals. She's getting flowers. Nobody's ever done any of these things for her. Yeah. So this is all new to her. So she was always in kind of weird relationships. And we know that Ace has never... Now, Ace of the Bad Boys never, ever once had a real, you can see, meaningful anything. So it'll be interesting to see. That's one of three storylines that I'm with, three budding romances that I'm watching here. Yep. Now Jack's back. We cut to Jack being back in his office. Willie's there, sitting at the table, drinking, writing. Shit, Jack, we need a women's division. Let's go get a bunch of, you know bottom of the bottom of the barrel people so we can get somebody for crystal to fight blah 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 and jack's just jack's in left field it's like I, I honestly don't care ace is gone i don't care and that's where i got from them that call back to that first episode to right when tom died where jack's like we're cleaning this out and i'm done that's what i got from that yeah is that like jack's done because he knows like this is the thing that's killing everybody and you can see Willie's like, the precious, come on, we'll do this other yeah, thing. We'll yeah. do, and she's still moving, like, everything, because you have to. Because you can't just play in one show. No. You're always planning the next show, and the next show, and the next show, and the next day. Yep. And so she's on to the next thing, and he's gone. And I do think if what's not about to happen happens, this is it. Like, I think this is in another alternate universe. This is how the DWL ends in this scene. Jack's like, I don't care, and he shuts it down. In another universe, sure. And it would be it would be sensible because they don't have any women superstars. She's got the belt. Why keep it going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? no, I, I hear you. So Willie's all pissed. And by the way, I wrote down here, Lord of the Rings. Oh. The ring. <laughs> I wrote it down. So Willie's pissed and storms off. All of a sudden, start hearing like rocks on the window, like we're in front like, Romeo and Juliet or some shit. <laughs> and Jack turns, looks second Willie leaves which by the way like Willie didn't see all this I, I know I know right but okay maybe I guess she goes out the other way <clears throat> Charlie Gully's in the middle of the ring with a spotlight on him Jack comes down what the fuck are you doing here they're going back and forth and just a master class Charlie wants a cross promotion he's like yo you guys talk shit about me I want to get back at you guys I want to get back at Diego I want to get back at fucking Bill I want a cross promotion by the way side note 
would love to have known who those flowers are from. Hashtag Charlie Gully. Um, oh, you think so? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think he was fucking sending those things. A hundred percent. Oh, I think Because he was sending shit were... to Rooster too to try to post people, poach people. A hundred percent. I think it was, I, yes, I do. I don't know. Okay. But, I like it. I like where your head's at. I thought they were just there to show that uh, Bobby was a little jealous. I was like, okay, I need to make a move because whatever. Well, I, I, think but, it, yeah. I think it was one to say that nobody sent her anything, but two, I think it was I Charlie. I like where your head's at. Because I, like I think, because obviously Charlie tried that with Rooster to give him money because he knows, you know, all these other things. So Rooster's there, Charlie's there, Cousin Paul's there. Three of them are talking in circles to Jack. Jack's kind of getting frustrated, like, why are you all here? Why are you guys fucking with me? They had a whole discussion about, no, no, we're not fucking with you. We're trying to fucks with you. Like, you want to fucks with me? I want to fucks with you. Yeah, I'm yeah. not fucking with you. It was very funny. It was funny. Back and forth. Um, I believe at one point, um, Jack yelled, uh, you know, Jack was saying, you tried to, you know, I went to Florida because you poached my brother <laughs> like you poached Rooster. And Rooster's like, don't say that like I'm a chicken or something. No, he said, don't say that like I'm an animal. Like I'm an animal. And then Charlie Gully's like. Or an egg. Or an egg. And you laugh every time. <laughs> And that is such a great dad joke. Because that's what or I think, too, when I think about poaching. I think about eggs. It's a great dad joke, though, too. It was good. It was awesome. And you used to say, Charlie's like, look, the only way that we can make this right is just do a cross-promotion. We've got a lot of heat. It's all free. It's all free heat. You punched me. You know, we got we got now Bill talking shit to me. We got roosters in our promotion. It all makes sense. Yeah. Let's fucking do this. We'll all make money. Make tons of money. I'm giving you an olive branch here. Make money. Jack's like, stick the olive branch up your ass. Charlie's like, why do we got to stick things in my That's ass? That's not a very nice like, thing what are we to do doing? with an like, olive branch. Why are we sticking olive branches in my ass? Like, what Maybe are we you could doing? take the olive branch right? out of my bum and we could just do this. I, do, I, do, I love him. I, I do him. believe if this had occurred, if this scene had occurred two days later and Ace is in town, it goes a little different because I do think Ace has obviously more insight about Charlie than Jack does, right? He knows, like, I don't know why the shit Jack has to be so rigid. I'm like, come on, Jack. This is a good idea, though. The reason why is because I think Jack wanted out. I think Jack was going to literally be like, I'm done with this. Okay. And just like the Godfather, you pull me back in, right? I gotcha, yeah. Because what ends up happening is when Jack's just basically like, no, 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 no. And again, you just saw him with Willie, like, I'm done with this. But Jack's like, no, 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 no. Okay. Well, then Charlie's like, all right, well, fuck it. This is my lawyer. You've now been served for personal injury lawsuit. I'm going to sue you for $3 million in damages. You fucking punch me in the face and ruin my reputation. Boom. Now it's up to you how this lawsuit gets settled. You pay me or we do the cross promotion. Deuces. I'm out. And I'm like, so well played. Again, on first watch, when we first saw it, because we do watch this like twice in order to, you know, kind of record it. Once to see it and absorb it. And then the other time to kind of look through after we'd known, so we have an idea what to look at. That's what I took, was that Jack was ready to walk away from all of this. Okay. And that's why he was just like, whatever. He's not going to tell them. Like, oh, yeah, I'm I just took that, like, in some ways, he's becoming so much better and, like, opening up to people and being vulnerable and admitting his mistakes. And then in other ways, he's still rigid Jack. Like, he's still the same guy, too. Because, again, like, with Ace, like, growth is not linear and it's not, like, instant. The conversation he's having with Charlie and the issue that they have with Crystal being the champion, there are women in the other promotion. Mm-hmm. If he was trying yeah, to be it successful, sense. it would make 100% yeah, sense. That, that's why I'm like, Jack, you're being rigid and you're not looking at But because you're right, I maybe think he, he wanted to out. leave. I it, think he wanted it, out because he's like, there's no way. Because at this point, St- he doesn't know that Stacy's waiting for him at home. At this point, he's like, I've patched things up with my brother true. who's now gone. And, you know, last episode, like you said, he's just a dude, man, trying to do it out there in the world, trying to do this with his family. So I do think that that's, that's what this was. And I think that that's why that happened. 
Um, and I had triple stars, quadruple stars in my notebook. Just, just like in wrestling, you know, up north. All of it gets called back, right? So that punch in the ring that we saw, that was like, what the fuck? That Everything, was wild. Yeah. It all gets called back. You give birth to a hand, that hand will show up in 12 years. hundred like, remember me, bitches? The gobbledygooker, we're going to keep bringing it out. We're going to keep bringing it out. Yeah. So I enjoyed that because that was like a, a in-world wrestling thing. Because, again, he punched him in the face. It seemed that everybody kept moving on with their life. But no, 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 no. I have that over you. And I'll hold that over you in order to make you do what I want here. One way or another, we're getting this cross Smart. It's smart. It's and he's really doing Jack a solid. He's really going to help, I think. He's really going to help the DWL. Like, I think that it's a good thing. 100%. And again, I believe that in the first season, we heard Charlie Gully on the radio on the day that I think, like the day Jack's dad died or something. I really want to know his back. I hope we get one an episode that's just like how he made his money. <sighs> Wouldn't it be great if you get like one episode that they don't even show anybody but and Charlie Duffy, Gully. they just show Charlie Gully and Day in his life, and yeah, that but would be how awesome. he become how he how he gets that because I want to know how he got and, his money because his money like it seems he's got fuck you money yeah so I really want to know that <clears throat> then we get Ace's nightmare which when it first starts happening so we go from all this I only and, watched and this Jack's the left first time yeah. When, I it, was like, I when it first starts happening, you see Crystal pretty. I knew there was something weird. I, knew I was like, it was "This weird. is really fucking weird." I'm like, "Crystal's not this person. Why is she just acting so?" Yeah, rubbing like, his leg. Yeah, I knew it was a dream immediately. Rubbing like, his I ankle. Think this is off. And uh, then she breaks his ankle. Bobby comes in. He's got his fractured fucking shin coming out of his leg, and it's just like, "Oh fuck it, fuck him." Blah blah blah. And then you know, Tom Spade comes out from the motel room bathroom. With a fucking hole in the side of his head saying, keep it together, Ace, keep it together, Ace, you know, compete, compete, compete. You know, like all the words that his dad, you know, must have said to him all the time to mm-hmm. get him to keep going. Yeah. A and Ace just wakes up in a cold sweat, right? Yeah, it's in terrible. Shitty ass hotel room. He did not like it. Yep. And it sets him on his path back to Duffy or path out of this motel. And then we get a scene with everybody. Yeah, I'm not staying in that motel after that dream. Fuck no. We get a scene with everybody uh, commiserating in the. Bar, sports bar. Yeah. Debbie's in her bag. Fuck it. Fuck the patriarchy. Fuck all of it. Debbie's pissed. It's really all I wrote down for that. Debbie's yeah, in her bag. Great. It's pretty you know, great. You see Debbie. everybody hanging out and having fun. I like it. Everybody's throwing darts, but also like just let Debbie go. Let her cook. If we, if we keep yeah. if we keep letting her, you know, like just if you encourage they, her, she'll keep going. The guys knew not to interject in the feminist discussion mm-hmm. and say things that shouldn't be said. Yep. Like, they knew. They knew. They're like, let her be. They're like, let 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 them talk. It's not our it's not our place. So now, after getting served with these papers, and potentially like now having to do this thing that he doesn't want to do, and be forced to do something he doesn't want to do, Jack's going home. Who knows what's going through his mind at this point? Nobody, you know, because it's just like it's been such a whirlwind of a day, right? But the lights are on. Mm-hmm. So now he knows his family's there. Yeah. Goes and he apologizes. Stacy says, you know, if it's if it's too late, you know, for me to say sorry. She said, no. She's sleeping in uh, in the bed with Thomas. He says sorry. And we're treated to them at breakfast the next morning. Yeah. Everything seems perfect for Which one is the, moment. Isn't that seem like the nicest scene you've ever seen in that house? They're at the t- I've never 100%. seen that. You've never seen them at the table. They're 100%. at the table. The sun's shining. It looks like a place you actually want to be. Because usually that house mm-hmm. does not feel warm. 
Right. You know? Because their house is a reflection of their current mood, you know, of their yeah, mood. Yeah. And so you get them at breakfast, everybody's in their pajamas, everybody's eating bacon, everybody's being a nice little family. All of a sudden, knock on the door. Jack gets up to go answer the door, looks out, sees it's Ace. Ace is like, yo, mom kicked me out. Can I stay here? And he says, you know, Thomas comes running, Uncle Ace. And he's like, absolutely. He looks back at Stacy and Stacy's shaking her head like, yo, I said to you, like, if she doesn't shake her fucking head, she's the worst. Because the whole thing was she was she like, this is not who you are. Yeah. yeah. She left because of how shitty he was because of that. And that's how we end. Yeah. And I think this this culminates that three episode run of getting us into a position of like, this is the Spade brothers, right? This is their story. And now they can truly start anew. This is why I feel like this is set up to break our hearts. Because again, the show is called Heels. Mm-hmm. It's not called Happy People Living a Happy Existence. So what is going to happen? I mean, maybe it's not, but... I think... Maybe Succession has just made me very cautious watching shows where I'm like, I don't... I think the stuff between the two of them is truly over. I do. I do. Okay. I think now in ring they can keep going, but I think it's truly over. I I hope so. I think what it's going to be now is more of the other people and then their relationships. Like the three relationships I'm looking for, I'm looking for Ace and Crystal because there needs to be some sort of something that comes back from this. There has to be because like you said, she asked about him. They were together and they didn't really like split split. They just kind of like, you know, Bobby started giving her more attention. She was alone. She was sad. They they never like, they never were together. They never really split Ace and Ace just acts to be a dick. And I think if Ace, who's went on this little, you know, uh, spiritual journey might come back and be like, you know, I've really fucked some things up. And I think that's going to put a wrench into the Bobby Ace Crystal scenario, because I do think Crystal does want Ace more than she wants Bobby. Then, obviously, Bobby Crystal, right? Yeah. So, it's really, that's a triangle. Because it's like, how does this end? I mean, Bobby, from what we know last season, is living in front of the fucking, or behind the stadium in a... His uh, trailer is nicer than trailer. anybody else's living it's quarters. It's true. And the last one, of course, is William Bill. Oh, yeah. I'm really... I'm really excited to see where that goes. That's got to go somewhere. It's not going <laughs> to go good for Tom. I want to know I more about Willie's backstory. Yeah. For sure. I want, what I would love to get here is a Bill, Tom, Willie episode. Yes. And a Charlie episode at some point. Yeah. Charlie Gully. Like, yes. I want to know what goes on with him. Like, Same. how did he get him? How did he get, we already know some of his backstory, but like, I feel like that's a cool, like, you know, diversion. And then I do want that Willie, Tom, Bill, even if it's just the day of the break, like that is going to be something that's really going to shed a lot of light on this backstory and show who's who and what's what. But Maybe that's coming in the weeks to come. Maybe it's not. We know from the preview we're going to get maybe a rich benefactor come in and be like, hey, I want to buy some streaming rights. We know that we are going to get this cross promotion. We know that Rooster's going to come back to Duffy. And I'm ready for it. Are you ready for it? Yes. Anything else you're looking looking for? No, I just, I want, I want the same things you want. I want backstories. 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 Gimme. And I mean, as long as I get the backstory is the most important thing. Right. Like... Let's say the show doesn't get renewed or whatever, which would suck. But I mean, like, or just the no, writer's strike takes it forever. You know that sort of stuff. Like, I just just get answer some of these questions. Well, ne- I think they I think they were negotiated yesterday or something. So hopefully it'll be wrapped up soon. Maybe, and but I mean, give the people you know, what they want. It's, you know? Yeah, it's not like they could even start again. Hopefully, you know, if it does drag on and people learn more, you know, people have more time to find stuff, they'll find this. But we appreciate everybody listening. We will be back next week. Yes, sir. With more. More Duffy-inspired 
conversation. Yeah. Jen, who's your MVP of the week? Oh, shit. Um, oh, kind of Jack, because he really, like... It's fair. I'm he, giving he it. He owned up to his stuff, and he apologized, and he made things better. I'm giving it to Charlie. Ah, uh, I just yeah, feel okay. like he, he had a master class. He's definitely best dressed. Definitely best dressed. I mean... Master class. And the biggest heel of the week, I'm definitely giving to Bill. And I'll tell you why. Because his... The way... He was a heel... <laughs> to eddie <laughs> if it's your dick in a hot dog i'm definitely gonna grab onto it right? oh my god he's the best and then he's also addicted to ted okay. on the phone like, i mean he's just that's fair always living his life as a heel so i feel like it's him that's fair right? i'm giving it to carol but that's fair but, but yeah carol's just a de facto carol's just <sighs> good job by that actress all right guys we will see you next week <laughs> bye bye